If the rug keeps getting pulled out from under you, let it. Something deeper wants to hold you. Repeat, repeat, repeat until the fall becomes the fly. You're listening to Falling Into Soul. I'm your host, McCall Erickson. I've been a student and a writer in the field of inner healing and transformation, specifically alchemy, for the past 20 years. I bring forth context and reassurance for the deeper, more confusing processes of soul awakening that are not reflected for us in mainstream culture, including spiritual culture. Having the right context for the processes you're going through that the world gives you no context for can help you feel less crazy, less alone, and more able to work with them as they're happening. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode nine. I want to explore the alchemical phase of distillation, which is indicated by not being able to get any traction, not being able to make any headway no matter what you do, not being able to pass go, not being able to break free no matter how much transmuting and healing you do. Whatever spark you try to light, whatever ideas you try to roll with, it just won't catch. Everything just keeps falling through. What is that all about? This is distillation. It's the last phase we go through in the alchemical cycle before forming the philosopher's stone within, before we can live and build and create from the unbreakable core within, like I talked about in the last episode, episode eight. We have to purify the stone through repeated washings that seemingly take forever and make you feel like you're getting nowhere We have to go through that distillation to distill ourselves down to essence, to save our own souls, to know we are truly living from our own core and not just from our conditioned responses to life. If we are to truly know the quiet of our own listening and the sound of our own voice, we have to go through the repeated wash, rinse, repeat cycles of distillation. And it is very brutal. While it does give us the ultimate gift, our own souls, it takes everything to get there. It's one of the hardest phases of alchemy to go through, in my opinion. In order to know your own voice, you first have to be stripped of everything that isn't you. It's finding out who you are by a very painful way of finding out everything you are not. It's a wearing away of everything non-essential so you can know what's essential within. Distillation is brutal because it includes a lot of death journeys, a lot of death and rebirth journeys in quick succession. And sometimes this goes on for years. We're dying to the parts of ourselves that are no longer true over and over. It's excruciating because all these bits, all these Klingons from old ways, old traumas, old ways of saying things are being scraped from your psyche bit by bit. There's no anesthesia while you're going through this either. You're awake for the whole thing. You've already gone through the dark nights of the soul and spirit, so there's nowhere to hide in the material or the spiritual world while you're going through distillation. You are awake for the whole Thing. And it takes lots of rounds, lots of passes. It can make you feel like you're revisiting the same thing, the same pain, the same issues over and over, wondering when you're ever going to get free of it. It feels like it lasts forever. Just when you think you're done, there's more. 
I've always said that distillation is the part where it gets worse before it gets worse. It's also very isolating because we are trying to find what is our own voice. We kind of have to turn our backs on everything else and all the other voices that are around us so we can know our own voice. It takes a lot of isolation to get there. Sometimes you don't know what your voice is until you're not listening to any other voices and you're only listening to the silence. I'm thinking of the Mary Oliver poem, The Journey. The last stanza of that poem, I feel, really reflects the isolating nature of the soul-saving journey of distillation. And it says this, But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds, and there was a new voice, which you slowly recognized as your own, that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. You know, that's really true. We have to save our own life first. We have to save our own souls first. It can feel very isolating, and it can feel like we're very selfish. One part of the distillation journey is that we are preoccupied We are actually unavailable for other relationships or other work because we're so preoccupied with finding our truth within, with finding the voice within, and knowing what that sounds like. It's very deep work. If you're recognizing yourself in any of this, let's zoom in a little more on distillation. Talk about why it's hard. Talk about what it takes and actually what it gives us once we get through it. It's another one of those parts of the process that I don't really hear talked about very much in the spiritual circles. I'm so very glad that we're talking more about the darkness and the dark nights and shadow work and all of the difficulty it actually takes to do that kind of inner healing work. I'm really glad we're hearing more about the dark nights and it's not just all love and light spiritual margaritaville anymore. I'm so encouraged to see that we're talking about the dark nights. But we need to go further because distillation comes after the dark nights. If you're finding yourself in this phase, you're very far along the path. You're probably feeling a little out there, a little isolated, more so than what the mainstream is talking about. So let's talk about how this happens. Let's talk a little bit about the dark nights and then how it moves us into distillation and where that's taking us. So during the dark nights, what is happening alchemically is called fermentation, which basically means we're being dropped into the shit stew of our psyches. We are a big bubbling cauldron of all our unhealedness, all of our shadows, all of our shit, all of the fermenty, unhealed stuff goes into a pot to brew, ferment, bubble, and rot. It's a bubbly, bubbly brew of psyche stew. It's called fermentation for a reason. All the shadows get stirred. Everything in us that would keep us from living the life we know we're here to live, being who we know we are, gets stirred up whether we consciously know what that is or not. All the darkness surrounds us and it swirls in this pot, in this cauldron. We go through each shadow bit by bit as it stirs and stews, but we don't really make any headway or gain any ground in the outer world while we're going through this fermentation, this dark night of the soul and spirit. 
But once that fermentation reaches a certain point, this is when distillation starts happening. The lid is taken off of the cauldron and the steam rises. The steam contains our essence, our truth. It rises, it starts getting some light and some levity, but it gets slammed back down. The lid gets slammed down and goes back into the cauldron. And there you are in the darkness again to stir and brew some more. And then the lid gets taken off again and the steam rises and you get some air again, but then you get slammed back down into the pot of your psyche stew to brew some more. And then what do you know? The lid gets taken off again and you rise a little bit higher, but then you get slammed down again back into the stewy, shitty, fermenty darkness. So that's what's happening during distillation, the essence rises, but it has to go back down for more fermentation. So what's going on during this process is you are traveling up the vertical axis, up into the light, to the perspective, to the levity. For a moment, you feel like you're, you're, you're getting somewhere. You feel like you've seen the light, but then you get inevitably get pulled back down into the darkness, into the lower vertical. So if you're finding yourself traveling up and down the lower vertical, up into the levity, perspective, light, clarity, but then inevitably being pulled back down into the soul depths of darkness, those lower vertical experiences, if you're finding this happening in quick succession over and over, you're most likely distilling. It's the lift, drop, crash the wash, rinse, repeat, and it goes on in cycles and cycles and cycles for a long time. And each time you go up, it can make you feel like you finally got it. You are higher and higher each time. But every time you go down, you get lower and lower each time. You're going higher on the upper vertical into the clarity and light and lower into the darkness each time time. It can make you have a sense of whiplash. So what you're learning, eventually you get so high and so low that those two come around to the center and you meet yourself. You meet your true self in the center where light and dark meet. Yes, this takes a long time. And you can't get any traction during this phase. The rug keeps getting pulled out from under you. Because your soul will not let you take root in false ground. Because there's still Klingons. There's still things to heal. There are still things in the foundation of you that if they're not taken care of before you move on, they will come back to haunt you later. No stone can be left unturned. Anything that would get in the way of your final marriage of soul and spirit within is going to be alchemized before you move on. And that's why it takes so long. And it has to happen in cycles because there are so many things to address. We can't do it all in one fell swoop. It happens in cycles. We take passes. We address different things each time. It's like rungs on a ladder or turns on the spiral. Each time we face the same pain, but we transmute it at a deeper level each time. And eventually... When the way is clear enough, we gain that permanent alignment with the philosopher's stone within, which is called coagulation for alchemy. 
we coagulate, the soul and the spirit come together permanently and we gain the ability to travel on the vertical axis and maintain a sense of peace and well-being no matter how high or how low we go. That's the beauty of the philosopher's stone. We gain that alchemical muscle, that alchemical metabolism, the ability to maintain our center, a sense of peace, and a sense of focus no matter what's happening. Anyone who knows me well and has worked with me in these alchemical cycles knows that I will tell you I think distillation is the hardest, most loathsome part of any alchemical cycle. It is so difficult because we are subjected to so many cycles of the wash, rinse, repeat. We don't understand why they are happening, but they serve to get us out of our own way. We don't even know how much we're in our own way. We don't know how much stuff unhealed, untransmuted, old bits of stuff are still in there preventing us from having that magical alignment of soul and spirit to navigate forward. The process comes in and ensures that what's in our way gets out of the way. If we could see what was in our way, we would just transmute it. We would just surrender. We would just let go. But what we're surrendering to here is what we can't see. We're surrendering to being washed and cleansed in ways we don't even know we need to be washed and cleansed. It gets us out of our way, and it makes sense after, not while it's happening. It requires utter surrender of control. We are married to the process itself by the end of distillation and nothing else. It teaches us surrender as a way of being, which allows us, which puts us in a position to receive what we need, what we deeply need, what the path wants to bring us, what we didn't even know we needed. It puts us in a really magical position, but it's brutal getting there because it will pry every label, every sense of self, every notion about what it means to live our truth and live our gifts and live our magic. Every single notion is being pried away until all we have is our surrender. It's a very raw process. It scrapes us raw. It's tender. By the end of it, we're exhausted. All we can do is surrender. There was a certain point in my personal distillation. I realized as I was getting closer and closer to my core, closer and closer to that philosopher's stone, that I was still trying to preserve certain relationships. Yes, I wanted the abiding alignment with myself, that abiding awakening I wanted the Philosopher's Stone with my whole heart, but I was still trying to preserve certain relationships. I was still making small concessions, abandoning myself in small ways, which end up being big ways, to preserve the status quo of my relationships. I wanted to move through all the shit I wanted to break free, but I also wanted to bring certain things and people that I loved with me as it was. But the closer I got to the my core, the more I realized I was going to have to let go of everything and trust that what was real would be there to meet me on the other side. This is what mystics call going through the narrow gate. It's blind faith. The only thing that is guaranteed when you go through that narrow gate 
is that you will come out aligned with yourself and the source of divine moving through your own soul. That's it. That's all you're guaranteed. You can't bring everyone and everything you love with you. You can't bring bits of your old life through if you want to break free. It really is going through the narrow gate. There's no guarantee you'll have anything or anyone except for yourself. And every round of wash, rinse, repeat, every turn around that spiral of distillation brings us closer to being able to go through the narrow gate, closer each time. I feel like one of the mantras of distillation is close, but not quite. Every time I would go through one of those death and rebirth cycles in my distillation, I would get the sense that, oh, I'm closer, but not quite. Almost, but not quite. I call this phase of alchemy the last two inches And it's always the hardest. The last two inches are the longest journey. Those last two inches of the journey to really breaking free, to really living from the root of our being, those last two inches are a journey of a thousand miles. It is an eternal journey because what those last two inches ask of us is unimaginable sometimes. It's incredibly difficult to give up what we have to give up to walk through the narrow gate. So that's why it takes distillation. That's why it takes these this seemingly interminable process of wash, rinse, repeat, of being lifted up, but then being pulled back down, lifted up, but being pulled back down. Will we ever break free? It takes letting go of what our idea of even breaking free means. It really takes letting go of everything. It takes the cycles that bring us closer each time. And I sat down one night and I wrote this song when I realized that the process that was tearing me down, the process that was taking everything I loved from me, was actually bringing me closer and closer to walking through the narrow gate. It was bringing me closer and closer to me. try and I try you just walk right by so why do I try again again and again gonna break my heart tear me down and apart and bring me closer to not caring anymore closer ever Walking through that door, I'm closer, closer to me. Round, spin me round and round. Watch all that I have get torn from my hands. Oh, these empty hands and I I'm so sick of the fight up against the same old wall just watch me fall falling closer to not caring anymore closer than ever walking through that door I'm closer closer fly and 
I can't help but hope you'll be there to see you'll be there to meet me but first it's gotta be me for me oh that's the thing that's going down about it this time around yeah first it's me for me This sheds some light on the phase of distillation and what it takes to actually get to the philosopher's stone within. If you find yourself in this phase, understand that it does end. It does bring us to the philosopher's stone within the unbreakable core that is uniquely yours. And when we have that, we apply distillation to other areas of our life. Relationships, projects, creativity, other rounds of healing, other things we need to heal so that we can truly know we are living from the root of our being. Thank you for listening. Thank you all who are supporting, donating, sharing, liking, and reviewing. Everything helps. It really helps me to know you're out there, you're listening, and you care. You can always find more of my work at McCallerickson.com. Until next time, be well and soul.